Welcome to the For Love and Money podcast, the show where business and social purpose meet to inspire a movement for positive change. Here's your host, Carolyn Butler-Madden. I'm really looking forward to today's interview with Paul Tierney, who is General Manager of Business Development at TPG Telecom, previously Vodafone Australia. Paul has spent 15 years in the telecommunications industry in a range of roles from finance to strategy and sales to marketing. In his current role, he's responsible for the Labara and Felix consumer brands. Paul also recently led a piece of work which led to TPG Telecom committing to power their operations with 100% renewable electricity by 2025. The Felix brand is the newest brand in the TPG Telecom family, having launched in November 2020 and has a strong focus on sustainability and on driving positive impact. So we're going to be talking about Felix today and one of the reasons I'm really excited about this interview is because I'm keen to explore how a new brand within a large organisation can start to create change in that organisation and potentially shift its whole approach. So I think we're going to get some really valuable insights through the conversation. So let's get started. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, I've got a general question for you, Paul, before we get into the Felix story. Um, It's actually a couple of questions. What does purpose in business mean to you? And what do you think is the role of love in business? Um, so I think purpose, um, purpose to me in business means it's, I guess, about, about why you exist. What, what, why do you, why do you do what you do every day? Why, why do you come to work? Why do you come together as a group of people? Um, I think it's probably got a bit of a broader, um, definition, uh, than it has in recent years. Um, a lot more around for me, you know, companies don't exist in a vacuum. They exist in in a society, in a community, um, and it's not, uh, they don't exist purely to um, to create a product or to provide a service or to provide a return for shareholders. I think there's now a lot more recognition that um, they exist, um, again, yeah, as, as, part of, as part of society, and there's probably a bit of a broader view of, of uh, a company's stakeholders than, than there has been in the past, and so, um, it's, so it's, I guess, less of a narrow definition around um, uh, we exist to, to provide a, a product or service and, you know, forget about everything else and more around, okay, through, through of course, that's, that's uh, one of the primary reasons for, for companies to exist. But, um, you know, through doing that, um, what other stakeholders are there? Um, what other positive impacts can we drive? Um, and look at it uh, a lot more holistically than, than I think maybe has done in the past. And that also includes, I guess, from our perspective with Felix, one of the key stakeholders being, you know, people of the future. So the, if you think of the, um, uh, what the activities you take, I guess, in, in, uh, in providing a product or service, um, you know, there are th- those things have, have some positive impacts and some negative impacts and, and the stakeholders uh, th- that um, I guess are, are received the benefit or, or bear the cost of those, um, 
of those things are really what you have to keep in mind. And I guess from from a Felix perspective, it was a, it was an acknowledgement that you know we can't just look at providing value to customers today without looking at what um, what impacts are we having and providing those that value to customers today. And uh, you know, people uh, in the future don't have don't have any say in that, but they have to deal with the consequences. So it's it's more bearing in mind all of all of the different stakeholders. And I love I love that idea of people of the future being one of your stakeholders. Um, I was I was um, at an event earlier this morning, and I learned that in Wales, um, in their parliament, they have a minister for future generations, um, and. <laughs> You think about it and it's like, yeah, that makes sense given given where we are at the moment. Um, so it's so good to hear that that, you know, uh, people of the future are, are one of your stakeholders. So can you tell us a little bit about TPG Telecom? Because it's a brand new business really, isn't it? Uh, so TPG Telecom itself, yeah, is, I guess the result of a merger um that completed last July between Vodafone Hutchinson Australia and, and TPG Telecom. Um, so um, I had previously been on the, the Vodafone Hutchinson Australia for, for quite a number of years, but um, but yeah, now we've come together um, and uh, we have a, a, a number of different um, <clears throat> brands, both in the consumer and enterprise space across Vodafone, TPG, iNet, Internode, Labara, Felix, that I guess, um, uh, cater for a large uh, number of number of different customers, um, and also on the wholesale and enterprise side of things. So, um, my focus is um, at, at the moment on on two um, the consumer brands, Labara uh, and Felix. Uh, Felix being obviously our, our newest member of the family that, that launched in November, but Labara also been a, a really important. Uh, member of the TPG family that um, that that caters for. Um, uh, migrant migrant communities primarily, and, and keeping uh, them in contact with um, their families and friends back in uh, back in their home countries. Yeah, beautiful, and um, and I, I I know that TPG Telecom have um, have launched with a purpose of their own, and that that's a whole other story as well. But um, but for now, let let's talk about let's talk about Felix, but but. Can you tell us about the secret that our phones are hiding? <laughs> yeah, so so we we um, I guess a lot when we launched Felix, uh, we um, uh, prior to launch, I guess we, we launched a bit of a teaser uh, campaign around um, just to highlight, um, I guess the some of the negative impacts of of um, something that the people really take for granted, which is your mobile phone activity, and and I guess the reality is that. Um, uh, it takes a lot of a lot of energy to to run a mobile network, and and obviously that uh, it depends on the country that you're in. But that that energy, um, if it primarily comes from from the burning of fossil fuels, then that obviously has quite a quite a material impact uh, on the environment. So um, it was quite interesting, I guess, when we talked to people in the uh, development phase of Felix around and and seeing that light bulb moment um, happen when you explained to people of like you do realize that. Um, you know, by using data, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, cell towers are um, uh, broad, broadcasting signals and that obviously takes, takes a, a lot of energy to do that. Uh, and just seeing them, uh, that light bulb moment where they, they get in there like, oh, I, I never thought about, I just 
sort of thought data existed and uh, never really thought about um, uh, how it actually how it actually got to me. Um, so so that was really interesting from our perspective and talking to customers through that period. Um, and obviously, we're really happy now that um, TPG Telecom, like you mentioned at the start, have made a commitment to renewable uh, electricity earlier this year and powering our network um, with 100% renewable electricity by 2025, uh, which we're, we're really excited about. That's huge. That's huge. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd love to know if Felix had some influence in that process. But before we do, because pe people don't know, what, what is Felix's purpose? What, what is the brand all about? So the brand, <clears throat> our purpose is really about, um, uh, so I guess we boiled down uh, our, our proposition into uh, three, three parts. It's simple, digital, and sustainable. And sustainable, I guess, is the, the really important part for us. But outside of that, I guess, what, why we exist and why we, I guess, came into the, um, uh, launched into the market was really to challenge, um, challenge the industry. Um, from a simplicity perspective, um, we, I guess, pride ourselves on, on uh, having a, a radically simple approach to mobile and, I guess, um, challenging uh, a lot of the um, confusing uh, offers and terminologies that are out there and that are just trying to get people onto a really good mobile plan in a very simple way. Um, so we only have one one mobile plan, there's one option, there's no, it's not, it's not confusing, everything's unlimited. And um, that's, that's really key part of, I guess, our customer proposition. Uh, secondly, digital, everything's a, a super simple, uh, really nice digital um, uh, customer experience. All of their, our customer support is through, through the app. Um, and uh, uh, the, the feedback from that has been uh, overwhelmingly good so far. And then the third part, which is, um, I guess the most important to us is uh, is around the sustainability side, and there's there's three three pillars of that uh, being uh, number one, we're 100% carbon neutral service through through the government's climate active scheme. Uh, number two, we we 100% um, uh, powered by renewable electricity ourselves, so we calculate all of the electricity that it takes to provide the service to customers and and offset that, uh, but by uh, purchasing. Uh, large-scale generation certificates from uh, renewable generators in Australia. And the third piece is that we've built into uh, customers' monthly subscription, the concept of, uh, you know, one tree, one tree per month uh, that you're with us. So we, we contribute the planting of a tree to reforestation projects, both in Australia and around the world, um, as part of a customer's monthly subscription, because we wanted to, I guess, introduce something uh, more tangible to people that and that, that that they could see impact build over time, and the more customers that we can get on board, and the, the longer they stay with us, the more that number goes up, and the more impact it can drive, and that um, can really help, uh, I guess, communicate the positive impact that we're driving as as we go along. Um, so I guess those are the three the three components. Our our, our real purpose is to. Um, I guess to, to challenge the industry across these across these um, three pillars, uh, and not to not to do um, come in and do what everyone else is doing, but more to um, uh, I guess to try and push the boundaries, push the boundaries. Yeah, brilliant. So so just to give context to our listeners, it, it's a, a, a 
a mobile plan only. So you right. you don't need to buy a phone with it. It's literally a plan. Do you, do you, do you want to explain the proposition? Because it's simple. Yeah, correct. So it, it's... Um... It's, it's SIM only, so you, so you bring your own handset. So we encourage people to uh, extend the use of their uh, handsets for, for as long as possible to, to buy um, uh, refurbished or, or secondhand handsets. Uh, so we, we, don't, we don't sell handsets ourselves. Uh, we purely provide the mobile plan. So um, we'll, we'll send you a SIM, you order it online. Uh, it it, it uh, will get to you in a day or two and you activate through the app. It should all happen very quickly. And um, uh, like I mentioned earlier, there, there's one. There's only one plan, so we don't have met, we don't have ten different types of plans. We don't have um, uh, you know confusing promotions. Um, there's really one option, and, and it's um, it has unlimited uh, talk and text in Australia, like a lot of plans do. But it also um, has completely uh, uh, unlimited data um, up to speeds of uh, 20 megabits per second, which is more than enough for the vast majority of people. Um, to uh, need on a daily basis, whether it's for watching watching Netflix or uh, listening to Spotify or listening to, to podcasts like this or watching YouTube, um, so we wanted to create a plan that um, that really just gave uh, the the broadest cross section of customers what they need from a mobile plan without having to get into the complexity of having ten different plans for ten different people and just said okay. What's a what's a, a really good plan that we could do for a fair price, and then let's leave it at that, and let's let's try to keep things as radically simple as we can for our customers. Yeah, brilliant, and it is simple. I I signed up, and I it, I love it. It's simple, and you know when when I get that message every month um, about another tree being planted, it just it just it just reminds you, and it makes you feel good that you have the power to create change as a consumer through your choices. So very, very cool. Um, the way you express your purpose, I love the phone plan with a bigger plan to do right by our customers by doing right by our planet. Um, how, why purpose? So why did a company like Vodafone at the time, what was the thinking behind creating a purpose-led brand? Um, so we didn't, we didn't, um, <clears throat> this didn't start life, I guess, as a, as you know, we should start a purpose-led brand. Um, <clears throat> uh, we started it as, um, you know, we'd like to launch a new digital, uh, uh, digital mobile plan, um, you know, uh, and, and I guess as we, as we got into it and started, um, thinking about, okay, what does, a you know, what does a telco or what does any company that launches in 2020 look like? Um, and obviously that, for, for us, that came down to those three pillars of simple, digital and sustainable. Um, uh, but I guess on the sustainability side, it was more, I guess it came from within the team. So we started building up a small team of people to, to work on this. Uh, and the more that we discussed and the more that we talked to customers, the more we realized that, you know, this is something that we we are really interested in too. Um, this is some, of course, it, I guess it very quickly became something of a no-brainer. Of of course, this is something that we would do. Um, you know, this is something to us important to us personally. This is something that uh, influences uh, our purchase decisions personally. 
um, if we have we're, if we have this opportunity to create something new in the world, of course this is this is what we build into it from the start. Um, so that's that's really how it, uh, how it evolved. Um, it really it sort of came from the small team of people that that um, that we had built up from the start, and then you know it was obviously really great to see it um, take on its own life as we as we uh, built it out over the coming months, and more people came into the team and. Um, and then, you know, when we, uh, we're obviously building the team, it was top secret for, for a long time, but now that it's actually live and as we're bringing more people into the team and, um, you know, they, they, they have an awareness of the brand and what the brand stands for. Uh, it's really great just seeing, seeing how passionate people are about, about what it is that we're doing. Yeah. And I, I love that it's, um, it, it's been inspired by people who, you know, knew sustainability had to be one of the pillars. But as as you started developing it, it seems like their boldness grew in what they could achieve with the new brand. It's, would you agree? Yeah, 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 100%. We, um, I, th- I think of the people in the team, you know, not none of us were sustainability experts or uh, purpose experts. Um, it was just something that evolved over time, and we and we we said, look, you know, if we're going to do this, then you know, uh, you know, we need to um, uh, get a lot more involved in this and understand what's possible. And I guess our level of ambition grew over time um, from those early days where it sort of sort of started off as, you know, potentially we could be carbon neutral. You know, potentially, you know, we could do. Um, uh, some smaller commitments and more over those subsequent months then the more um the more that we talked about it and we talked to other people um i guess our level level our level of ambition around what we what was achievable um kept growing over time so it was really amazing to see that um build up until the point we launched where it was a much more fully formed um fully formed and ambitious uh, proposition and and I, I worked with your team and it was really interesting because we we talked a lot about people like us, you know, how we behave in terms of sustainability and there was a, a range of behaviours in the team. Everybody cared, but to different degrees. You know, you had some who were absolutely sustain, sustainability champions and everything that they did was about buying the right products and then others who were kind of like yeah I do what I can but in the end it came down to this desire to really create something a brand um, that that could create change in its little way and I guess I mean there are challenges with that aren't there because you're part of a bigger company you know, Vodafone at the time of launch, now TPG Telecom. So you open yourself up to critics who go, yeah, 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 but this is just marketing. What, what do you say to that? Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's obviously been um, something that, you know, we've been conscious of as, as we started working on this. And to be honest, the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. We weren't sure that was something that we were mindful of as, as we went to market. But um, I would say... That's about ten percent of the customer sentiment that we get through. Ninety percent has been overwhelmingly positive, and I think it's about one of the things that we we're very mindful about was being as as transparent as possible. Um, I guess there've been um, you know examples in the past where uh, 
something like this hasn't been transparent and it very quickly opens opens you up to questioning and and skepticism from the start whereas our approach is very much look let's let's just put everything out there um uh whether it's around how we calculate um our carbon emissions or renewable electricity or where the trees are planted or um let's just put all of this information out there so that people can uh can read it and make their own assessment um and obviously at the same time uh, i was aware that uh tpg was sort of uh, moving on in their sustainability journey as well and that um there uh you know, this commitment was coming on renewable electricity and, you know, there, there will be more to come. So uh, I was also confident that, um, uh, you know, there were there were bigger commitments coming as well that, that we could point out, like, is that, like, this is not just, you know, this is not just they're, you know, they're setting us up and putting us over here and trying to just uh, make everyone think that this is great and that's all that they're doing. There's there's a hell of a lot more going on behind the scenes that, that I was aware of also. But we were also given, um, you know, complete freedom from uh, from the management to do what we thought was right as well, which is really, really positive. And they give us they give us their full backing, and nothing was um, uh, nothing was pushed back on around. Um, you know, you, you know, you're going too far with this, or this is too much. It was around, you know, just you guys do the right thing, and uh, and we'll back you. So that's that's very powerful when you when you get that level of um, level of backing. Absolutely, especially especially in a big organisation. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, you're using this opportunity with the, with the brand and the business unit to challenge the industry because I guess that, mean, that means TPG Telecom as well as competitors. Um, and are, are you finding it's having an influence within the organisation? I think the um, again it was it was you know all of it top secret uh, prior to launch, but um, it was really interesting seeing when it was announced across the company at the start. We have like a company wide um, uh, social network, um, and just seeing the positive sentiment come out of that, and the positive sentiment around the commitment around renewable electricity, uh, it was really it was really encouraging um, because you could see people liking it, liking. The posts and commenting on the on them, and um, so the, the the feedback internally has been has been uh, really positive and, and really encouraging from our perspective. Um, and I think that all that all helps, I guess, give give more momentum to um, to the movement to, uh, um, uh, to I guess to to broaden the commitments elsewhere. Yeah, brilliant. And what about the people, like the people within? the business unit, um, has it, has it changed the way they operate in any, in any way? Like in terms of sustainability, their own personal behaviors. I think it's definitely been a, a learning journey for a lot of us. Like you said, there was, um, a mix of people in the, in the team who, um, were, uh, I guess a bit more, um, seasoned sustainability, um, experts in their own, in their own personal life uh, as we did this but but a lot like myself i would i would think that i'm pretty typical of a lot of people um particularly you know my in my um group of friends that you know it's i i um 
would have had some interest in sustainability in the past and would would have made some choices based on sustainability, but that it's really only in the last two or three years that it's come a lot more to the forefront of my thinking. Um, and I think that's that's uh, probably the case for for quite a few people in the team as well. Of you know, there's been a lot of momentum built up um, in society around bringing awareness to the impacts of the way that the way that we live our lives and the way that we our societies are built and the way that our products are developed and the way that companies are run. Um, and and that awareness, I guess, has has led me to make changes and also being being part of this and having a part of an I guess an active conversation. And, and also, a, I guess, a consideration in choices that we make as a business, whether it's, um, you know, companies that we work with or whatever it is that that then infiltrates through to, through to your, your personal life. And um, there's definitely been, uh, you know, a lot of conversations around, um, uh, you know, different options available in the market that are more uh, environmentally friendly or you can see, you can definitely see it filtering through and I find it filtering through for myself. So and again, I think it's uh, if we can add to that in the market by being out there pushing this message, um, you know, whether customers sign up to us or not, we're, we're I guess, um, making people more aware and driving the conversation. And um, and hopefully that can lead to more people like myself becoming more aware of um, uh, some of the issues that we're, we're causing. And I mean, your your launch campaign was all around educating people on the impact of phones. And I don't know a single person who hasn't been shocked at that. I mean, I think everybody, when, when, when that message lands, it's kind of like, whoa, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, so cr- creating that knowledge, it's then the consumer's choice, the customer's choice, whether they act or not. And you do have a really good, simple solution for them to act. I think as well, it's um, it, it helps you. Uh, well, I guess when you have that light bulb moment, uh, it it helps you think about just across your your whole life, like what what um, everything. It's sort of like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's like um, you know whether it's um, um like we went obviously through a very rigorous process to get the carbon neutral certification, and um, as a, as an ex accountant, I was as and as uh, with a very small team, I was tasked with um. A lot of the quantification of um, of our footprint and really digging into every single bit of what we do to work out the um, every single dollar dollar that we spent is linked to um, some sort of carbon output and and break, going through that process and breaking it down. <clears throat> then, as you go through your day to day life, every, you sort of look around and realize, um, God, it's are you calculating? Yeah, it can be can be a bit overwhelming at times. But what are you? What are, you know, you're in. If I'm in, even a, uh, I was in a toy shop with my daughters one day, and they want to buy a toy. And I'm thinking, like, just looking around at all these toys, thinking, how much, how, what sort of impact has been driven by just the manufacture of these things? So, it can be a bit um, overwhelming at times. But once again, once the once the light bulb clicks for people, um, uh yeah you really understand wow like this um just the um i guess the way that not just businesses but but society like the way that we built up businesses and societies over time that it's a lot of it is dependent on energy and and on these methods of um producing energy 
that will have an impact for people in the future. Um, mm-hmm. It really helps you start to assess across everything that everything that I do. Okay, like okay, I should really look at a different option for that, or I should look into getting solar for my house, or I should. Um, it really it really opens your eyes across across um, everything that you do. It's got a huge ripple effect. Um, in terms of how you think, but as you were talking about before, even even the way you think about what what suppliers, what partners you bring on board, that ripple effect just grows and grows. And it it's an example of the powerful role that businesses and brands can play in solving, you know, some mega mega challenges in society some of which well a lot of which business has contributed to but those businesses who are going right well we're not going to shy away from this we're going to put ourselves um, in the center there and make people aware of the cost the impact and provide them with solutions and look at what else we can do to further the solution so I think it's a really important piece can you tell us a bit about your partners in purpose? I know you did a lot of work and a lot of research on who you would partner with and you were really keen to make sure that it was, you know, credible partners who would help you make really significant impact. Do you want to tell us a bit about them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got a few different partners and obviously we're, we're uh, you know, hoping to expand that over time and work with like-minded companies. Um, but again, down to the transparency piece, we were really keen to do a lot of um, due diligence and, and not really understand these companies that we're partnering with. On the tree planting side, we partner with um, a company called One Tree Planted. Uh, that is a US-based company, but it, I guess is, um, is involved in projects around the world, <clears throat> reforestation projects. And we looked into a number of companies, and there's a lot of a lot of good companies out there. Um, we really liked, I guess, their transparency as well, because um, there are a lot of questions when it comes to when it comes to this. You know, where are the trees been planted? How, how can you be sure that the trees go to live? Are you just what level of effort do you go to to ensure that? Um, I guess to increase the likelihood that that um, the tree will will live for a long time and therefore have have a positive positive impact. Um, so we we uh, I guess investigated quite a few different partners and uh, once we planned were I guess the company that we most aligned with from a transparency but also we could see the level of um, rigor that they went into in selecting local partners and also the uh, uh, not just the environmental benefits from the actual tree plant but the the societal benefits from the um, the areas in which they were. Uh, running these programs, uh, so both to the local economy and to the people um, and to the um, to the local uh, communities that uh, that they're running these these projects in. Um, in what way can you give us an example about that? That sounds really interesting. Uh, an example around the the community. So obviously, yeah. have, um, so uh, we uh, I guess so we we provide funding to them to fund these tree planting programs and that, and, um, you know, they don't, uh, you know, fly in a team of tree planting experts into these countries, like it's local people doing, doing the planting in these countries. Um, of course, you know, they have a small group of people who go on and help, uh, project manage things, but it's mostly, 
local people because it's um you know they know the local environment they know they know um the biodiversity in these areas that need to grow it's not it's not just coming in and and uh planting a sort of monocultural monocultural uh forest that is going to have negative uh impacts over time it's really about um doing the right thing for the areas in which the projects are planting so you know it helps it helps with employment it helps with biodiversity um and it helps also i guess bring exposure to some of these areas um that that um uh, i guess can then help attract future funding uh, as well yeah okay that sounds great um so you you've talked about how um management gave you a lot of latitude and sort of let you run the race with you know they were hands off but if I imagine some listeners in large organisations, you know, they 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 might be thinking about all the barriers that are going to that are going to be put in their way. Like, can you give some insight into? Did you have any challenges? Um, were there any challenges that you had to overcome in leading with purpose with this new brand and business unit in a you know profit led organisation? Um, I think from a, uh, again, we were very lucky. We we didn't have, you know, uh, pushback. We were given a lot of freedom to do to do what, what we want to do. I guess the main um, uh, challenge, that we, so we've been obviously in the market now a few months, and I think, I think one of the key things to try and get right is the balance between um, at the end of the day, we have, you know, we're starting from zero customers. We're starting a brand new business and, and that is very tough. And we have to, um, my aim and the aim of the team is to use this to drive the biggest impact possible over time. To do that, we have to be a financially sustainable business ourselves. So that means in the early days, a lot of our focus um, is on, you know, acquiring customers and getting customers in the door because if we're if we're not financially sustainable, um, you know, even with the best intentions, uh, you know, in in two years' time, we're not going to be driving impact if the brand doesn't exist. Um, so um, I think it's it's key getting the balance around. Um, you know, we've obviously uh, put a lot of work into. Um, I guess building the different components of our proposition that are really important to us. Um, but now it's around the, the biggest, uh, the way that we can drive the biggest impact um, by investing our time at this, at this point in time is by growing the customers that we have. And then when we get to financially sustainable position, we can then expand uh, our ambitions and the, and the level of impact that we can drive. But it's really around um focusing everybody on we need to you know we need to make this uh, a financially sustainable business in, a, in its own right if we are gonna drive if we're gonna maximize the impact that this that this venture can have and so that means dedicating a lot of our time to thinking about that um and uh i guess less time initially around expanding our ambitions around what we can do because um we need to we we, we need to um 
uh, do one thing before we, we can do the other. So that's probably, I think, one of the learning journeys that we've been on, um, uh, you know, since launch and just trying to, trying to, to, um, uh, to drive that focus. But yeah, really, really um, pleased with, with how it's gone so far. Um, but it's just, I guess, if, if someone out there is, is thinking of this, I would put, put some more thought into that up front um, uh, just to, I, I guess, discuss that as a team and uh, be more aware of it going into, um, as you go into launch. And it's a really important point, isn't it? It's the, the profit purpose dynamic, you know, um, because the two... The two are both important. In fact, um, another guest, Jeff Manchester, who's a co-founder of Intrepid Travel, he, he described it and Intrepid Travel describe it beautifully on their website. They, they describe profit and purpose as a package deal. Um, you know, you, you have to have both. And if you're serious about the impact you want to create in the world, you have to be profitable. Um, so this idea of, you know, no, it's just about the change you want to create and the rest will take care of itself. That's a lovely thought, but especially when you, you know, you're operating as a business unit and a brand within a large organization, you know, change, you're not going to get instant change. You're not going to, the larger organization isn't instantly going to shift to perhaps a long-term value creation model, they still have to deliver those returns, but it's a journey. And, you know, where you start that journey is not where you end up down the track, um, but you've got to be able to start somewhere and you've got to be realistic um, about your starting position when it comes to the context and the environment in which you're operating, which in your case is you know a big organization who you know have to deliver those short-term profits but if you could make wave a magic wand like learning what you've learnt about the environment and climate change and what needs to be done having gone on the journey that you've gone on like if you were to look to let's say five years from now um what would felix be in five years' time, um, that's that's a very good question. Um, I think, I, like, our if, with your hopes, in your hopes, like, you know, if you could really just wave that wand and and get what you wanted out of it, what would it look like? Um, <clears throat> I think, like I said, and I think the model that we've we, we I guess we designed Felix. Um, in a way that completely aligns, um, you know, the success of the business to the amount of impact that we can drive. And I think those things are, you know, with the fact that um, people's monthly subscriptions are funding, uh, you know, these tree planting projects and, and, and reforestation projects. Um, and so, again, I, I, I come back to, um, for me, you know, my aim is to use this to, drive as much positive impact as we can. And we will do that by being a successful business. Um, and that will be almost like a flywheel of the, the more success that we have, the more impact that we can uh, generate and that will lead to more success and that will lead to more impact. And um, 
so I think we 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 um, uh, in five years' time uh, again I see that just I hope our level of ambition growing. Uh, we the the feedback so far has been has been great from customers, um, both customers, uh, both I guess prospective customers and customers who have signed up, and that's really. Uh, uh, I guess positive signs for the future. So we're we're really positive around where this can go, and that the fact that you know this flywheel can mean that if we can sit in five years, look back and go, like that's look at that, you know, tangible, quantifiable impact that we have driven from that idea back uh, back in uh, when we um, sat there sat there at the very start. We have our our I guess more short term. Target is that we set ourselves a target at the start of, of planting one million trees in the first two years, um, brilliant. Uh, which you know is a is a is a big ambitious goal for us. But that um, it's something that we're we're very very mindful of uh, targeting towards. So after five years, I'd, I'd like that uh, that figure to be um, uh, much multiples of that. And uh, if we can do that, uh, and at the same time deliver a service the customers. Uh, really enjoy, really like, um, and that makes customers happy. Then um, I think that's that's pretty, um, that's pretty, a pretty amazing achievement at the end of five years. I love that you've um, you've locked that goal in one million trees for the for the next two years. I remember you were talking about it, but I wasn't sure if you'd locked it in. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's going to be a big push. How how do you get those numbers? Because you know it's. If you're driven by impact rather than sales, it just opens up new ways of thinking. So I'll be really excited to see how your journey develops. Um, and and the other thing, going back to you said the purpose of the organisation was um, was about challenging the industry to do better. And I remember you shared um, that that the telecommunications industry um, reputationally doesn't you know didn't have much trust. Um, your research showed you. So there's a real opportunity, I guess, to, to hope that in five years' time that the industry has transformed itself and you've been part of that transformation, you know, you've influenced that transformation to just to do better. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, look, there's a lot of, of green shoots um, as well with different, different commitments being made on the um uh, from an environmental perspective, uh, so yeah, if we can obviously, you know, we're we're a, a small fish in a big pond, but even if we can have a small impact in in changing how people look at things or in in opening um, people's eyes on things, then then that's all positive from our perspective. Absolutely, and you know, Telstra have gone one hundred percent renewable, have they? Um, and TPG uh, they, they have, yeah, yeah. So 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 you guys have led. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, how the rest of the category follows. So, Paul, what advice do you have to other business leaders today who are thinking, you know, maybe they're sitting in an organisation and wondering how they might bring, you know, move forward with this, what, um, you know, with building purpose within the organisation or within a brand? What's your advice? Um. <clears throat> I would say, um, I guess, learnings that, that we had along the way um, 
first of all, is, is just make a start. <laughs> it, can, it can be very overwhelming. It's one of these things that um, you, you could spend six months thinking about it, but actually until you actually start and make small steps. Um, like I said, our, our level of ambition grew over time as we, as we learned more and as, as we started getting, getting feedback. Um, so I think the most important thing is, is getting started. Um, secondly, um, uh, you know, it, it has to be, um, it has to be authentic. It should be transparent. It has to be something that, um, is not some sort of top down, um, something that's, you know, communicated from above of, you know, this is the, it should be something that's, that's bought into by, by the team. And I think that was very powerful from our perspective that, that it, I guess, came from within the team upwards rather than that. And it was something that, that everyone believed in. I think, um, you know, there have been other examples uh, with purpose in the past where it, it's um, not that, not that I don't, not that, you know, their intention is not authentic, but sometimes it kind of come across as, as, um, uh, just, I guess not. It, it doesn't quite resonate with people, or it doesn't quite doesn't quite click. That if you're like, it just doesn't fit together. Of what, why, why are they uh, making that making that claim? So I think um, just making sure that it's that it's authentic and transparent as well. Um, you know, don't um, you gotta back up what you do. Um, uh, people, you know, people are very aware and interested in this and will ask a lot of questions and, you know, being, um, being very transparent with the commitments that you're making and the, and the fact that you're driving it is really important also. Great advice. Authentic and transparent. Like those two things um, will, will take you a long, long way. Now, you, you dodged one of my first question up front a little bit. This, this word love in business and I know it makes some people uncomfortable, but purpose is just thrown around these days, you know, at, at the drop of a hat. This idea of love, whether it's lo love of what you do or why you're doing it and, and bringing like a human feeling into, into the work you do, what's the role of love within what you're doing and your team? Um, I think it's a very powerful, motivating uh, factor. Like if if you bring that into everything that you do, and, and if again, if you if you love what you're doing, and it's it's uh, you mentioned that human connection there. It's not. I think it's 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 getting away from. I guess it links into. I wasn't completely dodging your questions. So it sort of links <laughs> to what I was saying at the start around. Um, I guess being more mindful of. Stakeholders is, I guess, a bit of a corporate term, but a bit of be more mindful of the, the people and, and societies that your organization or products or services touch. And that includes, um, you know, people in the future and that. Um, and that, you know, these are not arm's length transactions or your, your company doesn't exist in a vacuum. And sometimes, you know, customers are not just a number, especially if you work in a large organization, that you, you can feel very, uh, far away from your customer and um, you know if you're doing analysis everything just appears as a, a line on the spreadsheet and that's not the reality of of this at all so um, I guess that's what we've tried to bring into Felix is more of a human 
human connection with the way that we uh, you know, talk to people. Yes, it's, it's via digital means, um, but that's because that is what, what people want. That's, that's the um, uh, people's preference from how you do it, but the people on the other end of that communication are, are, are real people and they're uh, uh, very focused around um, understanding each customer's um, needs and issues and, 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 and solving, solving them as quickly as possible. So it's, 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 it's love or connection. It's, I guess it's more about connection and, and being very focused on uh, people at the end of the day, all, all stakeholders are people. And, and it's um, about the um, both how can you amplify the positive benefits of what you're doing for for all the people that your business or product or service touches, but also um, minimize the the negative impact because you know uh, there's very few things that we do in life that have no negative impact whatsoever. So it's about um, just being I, I guess acknowledging what they are, um, being open about them, and then trying to minimize them because it, it um, at the end of the day, there's there's another person on the on the end of that negative impact, whether it's someone today or someone someone in the future. It's human. It's treating people as humans, isn't it? Whether it's your people or your customers, they're not just numbers. Yeah, they're people, and it makes such a difference. Um, final question for you: Nine years until twenty thirty, which is the target date for the UN Global Goals. We are the generation who actually have a choice to do something about the future. Uh, future generations, depending on what choice we make and how quickly we make those choices, won't necessarily have that same choice that we've got today. So what is your message to, um, to just, just to, to people, you know, whether they are leaders in businesses today or whether they're thinking of starting a business today, do do you have a message for someone having gone through the experience you've gone through with Felix? Um, <clears throat> I would say, uh, linked to my to my previous answer, I'd say the most important thing is to make a start. Um, I think, uh, and and educate yourself. I mean, there was there were a lot of eye opening moments for me as as we as we worked through this. And like I said, I, I would. Be someone who I think is quite um, similar to a lot of a lot of uh, my peer group in that you know I had I did make some choices from an environmental perspective, but by by no means did I fully understand uh, the impacts that we're having and what that means for the future. And it was only after you know two or three of those light bulb moments that I really got it, and it took it took time to to get there. Um, so first and foremost, I would I would um, I would say uh, get started and and also get started on, on educating yourself on what exactly what the impacts are. And once you get to that point, um, it it just all of a sudden opens up this understanding of, wow, okay, now I get it, and therefore you can start to see everything through this lens and and start to understand the impact that you can actually have have yourself. Um, and I think the more people that can do that, whether it's from, um, you know, brands like our own putting, um, shining a light on some of this and, and, you know, obviously there's many more brands 
who are doing that and hopefully that grows and grows over time or whether it's 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 major uh, companies making commitments or whether it's governments making commitments and really it has to be all of those things in order to, to drive the, the level of impact that we need that these things incre- uh, um, continue to I guess help shine light and help people um, uh, appreciate the issue and take more action themselves and educating them uh, themselves around um, uh, A, uh, you know, where these impacts would be driven from and B, what, what we can do both as as people and as um, uh, within our professional lives as well. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. And there's so much opportunity in it as well, isn't there? And and that's the exciting thing to see. It's that sort of win-win um, that that you can achieve out of it. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's a lot of interesting things happening in this in this space with green tech and a lot of, a lot of um, fact, like which is really positive that a lot of funding is now flowing into these areas. Um, uh, so there's lots of opportunities for for people to to get involved and, and make an impact, which is is really encouraging. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot has to happen. So, um, so yeah, it's, um, but, but definitely uh, a lot of, a lot of positive signs. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for taking the time to um, chat today. Um, and, and yeah, just to give us an insight, it's such an interesting thing to see, you know, a brand, a business unit within a bigger company. And so I think the um, Felix's journey is going to be a really interesting one to watch over the next few years and I wish you luck um, and good fortune with it. We're, we're rooting for you on the sidelines because we want to see this work and we want to see the influence that you can have on a larger business grow. So really excited to see that. Um, how can people find out more about Felix and how can they get in touch with you if they want to reach out and have a chat? Uh, so our website is felixmobile.com.au. Um, you can find us also on uh, all the usual social platforms, uh, primarily Instagram and, and Facebook, um, or you can download the Felix mobile app from the uh, App Store or Play Store It's um, to sign up for uh, our service. It's, it's a completely app-based uh, um, service, so, so you complete the, the order through the app. So and, um, myself, personally, I'm on, on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, so feel free, uh, anybody to, to reach out and happy, always happy to have a, have a conversation. And we'll put links in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks again for chatting to us. Um, really appreciate it. Cheers, yeah, Paul. Thank you, Thanks for listening to this episode of the For Love and Money podcast. If you'd like to take a deeper dive into the purpose movement, visit us at thecauseeffect.com.au. And remember, doing good is good for business. So if you're not doing good, then what are you doing?